Our text this evening will be taken from the book of Luke, the 10th chapter, verses 38 through 42. Luke 10, 38 through 42. And now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. In life, there are a a lot of things that matter, and there's a lot of things that don't matter. And so often we can spend a lot of our time, we can spend a lot of our energy on things that have very little value and really don't matter much at all. The question could be asked, what are, what is our priorities? For most of that, when you're younger, your main priority may be just going to school. It may be simply a priority because your parents make you go to school. Some people take education very serious. They just don't want to show up to school, but they want to have straight A's in school. Many people might put a priority on a job. Once again, they just don't want to have a job. I guess maybe you could say they want a career, but they want to move up and they want to make more money. So they put a lot of energy and time into their job. Sometimes our priorities simply can be hobbies. As a kid, uh, with my dad, we collected baseball cards. And quite often, this was at least in the 90s, every single weekend there would be a baseball card show. So my dad and me, we would go to the, either a, a baseball card show or we might go to the baseball card shop. There was even a thing called the Beckett, which you could look at and it would tell you the value of your cards and you could see if they were going up. We spent a lot of time doing that. Later in life, I've looked at some of those cards and I realized we spent a lot of time investing the time in those cards and truly the value of that was hanging out with my dad. But most of those cards today are worth not very much at all. They were worth a lot more in the 90s and they're actually worth today. You know, some people, they like to invest a lot of time in traveling And maybe your priority may just be alone time. You might put a lot of value in just being alone and having that quiet time. But we must, we must realize, we must commit in placing God as the center of our priorities of our lives. That is the main thing. God must be the center of our priorities. You know, I think this teaches us quite well in the Sermon of the Mount. It teaches us the difference between Earthly treasures and heavenly treasures. There are things that are truly earthly, but we want to make sure that the things we do are heavenly treasures. We read in Matthew 6.21, For where your treasure is, 
there will your heart be also. You know, I, I think things have changed a lot even since I was a kid. I feel like kids spend a lot more time in the house. They spend a lot more time maybe playing video games. I feel like when I was a kid, we, we were forced to spend a lot more time out playing. I often will joke around with people when, when I was a kid and we went and drove in the car. Maybe we were just driving around town or maybe we were going on a trip. We did not have an iPad. We had no iPhone. There was no screen in the back of the seat. We just had to sit in the back of the car quiet till we got where we were going. You know, I remember in uh, 1986, it was really the Christmas of 1986, when the Nintendo first came to America. It seemed like every single kid in the neighborhood got a Nintendo, but I did not get a Nintendo. And that was, I didn't even know the Nintendo was c coming out. I just realized after Christmas, every single kid had one besides me. So luckily, a couple months later, my mom purchased me one so I could fit in with all the other kids and also have a Nintendo. I was thinking even back then, because people spent a lot of time watching shows, I remember going to the movie store. Movies back then were 99 cents. And when you rented them, you rented them for one day. You only got 24 hours before you had to return that video. I remember, uh, I think it was in 1984, The Karate Kid came out. And I watched that over and over and over. But really, I only had 24 hours to watch that. But you know, what do we spend a lot of time in focusing in our lives today? Do we spend a lot of time focusing on maybe Instagram? Maybe we spend a lot of time on Facebook. We might spend a lot of time on TikTok, YouTube, Netflix. And really, this list can go on and on and on. I know today there are many, many different streaming services that you can watch in social media. It says that the average American spends over two hours every single day just on social media alone. And that doesn't even include other types of apps. It says the average time spent on Instagram is 53 minutes per day. That ends up being nine months of your lifetime that you spend looking at other people's photos. That's a lot of time that we're spending. You know, we know that these platforms, they were designed to be addicting. It says the more you watch, it has been proven that it can affect how you think. It says it also can affect our moods. And what is really sad, it says it can also affect our self-esteem. We wanna make sure that we have control over what we spend our time doing and not let it control us. You know, with any great invention comes great responsibility. But we know the word treasure is anything we value above all else. It's that which motivates us to take action. You know, but we see the, the example here of Jesus vis visits Martha and Mary. Jesus and the disciples said they came to a village on their way to Jerusalem. There was a woman by the name of Martha who welcomed them into her home. Mary, in the story, sat at Jesus' feet and listened 
to what he taught. Martha at this point was distracted by preparing a really big meal. And we see here that Martha was very frustrated with Mary and she even thought it was unfair that she was doing all the work. At one point, she even asked Jesus to tell Mary to come and help her to prepare the meal. But Jesus let Martha know, you are worried and upset over all these details. So often we can get caught up in the details of life, things that we think that are very, very important. This reminded me one of my birthdays. I was probably in my early teens. My mom decided to make me a cake from scratch. Often my, my birthday cakes came from a, one of those Betty Crocker boxes. But this year she decided she was going to make me a cake from scratch. And in our family, we quite often laugh about this cake because this was the driest and the most dense cake we had ever tasted. It was literally like a brick. And it was a terrible cake. But you know what the, the funny part of that story is? It's one of the only cakes I ever remember as a kid receiving. All the other cakes that were normal, we ate and it went away. But sometimes we can get so caught up on the details, but sometimes the things in life that don't quite go the way we think are the things we remember and we look back in life and we realize it wasn't, all those little things really weren't that important at all. There's only one thing we should be concerned about, or, or Jesus was telling Martha here, there's only one thing that you should be concerned about, and that is spending time with the Lord, or spending time here with Jesus. Jesus didn't want a big spread at this time. He just wanted to spend time with Mary and Martha and fellowship with them. So often that's all God wants from us. He just wants us to spend time fellowshipping and worshiping and meditating on him. You know, Mary in the story, she understood the importance of this. And Martha did not. You know, we want to make sure that we take advantage of opportunities. You know, opportunities always come our way. But we want to make sure when that opportunity comes our way, that we step in and we take advantage of those opportunities. But we see here two different temperaments. We see Martha. And I could say that Martha is might be more naturally quiet in this example. I guess you could say she's more of the introvert here. Mary is naturally more outgoing, I would say. She might be more of an extrovert. You know, the question could be asked, what category do we fall into? We know Martha, who devoted to quiet time and a responsibility, may look down at somebody who always wants to be doing something. Also, it may be hard for Mary to understand how somebody doesn't always want to be doing something. You know, I, when I think of this example of these two here, I always say, me and my wife, we are completely opposite. She always wants to be doing something, and I quite often never want to be doing anything. I like my quiet time. I like, even on vacation, I like being there a couple days, but I also get excited to come home also. So, I mean, I, I guess you would say I'm more of a, a homebody. But, you know, we know both of them were trying to serve God with all their strength and all their power. I do believe that in life and even in the church, we need the Marys and we also need the Marthas. You know, I'm thankful that God did not make us all the same or all alike. 
You know, I think another good example here in the Bible that we see, and that is the parable of the Good Samaritan. This is found also in Luke chapter 10, verses 29 through 37. It says there was a man and he was considered an expert in religious law. And he asked Jesus a question. And this question was, who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied with a question, with a story. He says, a man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, where he, had, where he was attacked by bandits. It says he was stripped from his clothes, he was beat up, and he was left dead on the side of the road. We know that Jerusalem to Jericho was notorious, dangerous road to travel in those days. It says Jericho is about 1,300 feet below sea level. And we know that the road from Jerusalem to Jericho was narrow, it said. It was rocky and had sudden turns, so it made it a good hunting ground for bandits. But, you know, we also see here the traveler. The traveler, I guess you could say, he may have been kind of reckless. Why? Because he decided to travel all alone. You know, people in those days often traveled in convoys or caravans simply for safety. But this traveler decided to travel all alone. But it says here, the three men came along and they saw a man half dead lying on the side of the road. And we know that these three men, the first one was the priest. It says he crossed to the other side of the road. But we also read in Numbers 19.11, it lets us know anyone who touches a dead man was going to be unclean for seven days. It says here, he refused to risk that. He put ceremonial above charity. We want to make sure that we have charity. You know, things that matter is charity. We want to make sure that we have that in our life because that is something that matters. We also see the example here of what we call the a temple assistant, or you could say the Levite. He walked over and looked, and it said that then he passed on the other side of the road. You know, it kind of makes sense why he did this. Bandits were in the habit of using decoys in those days. If an unexpected traveler stopped and helped, they would rush him and maybe overpower him. The Levite used safety first. He did not want to risk to help anyone else. You know, we don't want to make sure we, we want to at time to step out of our comfort zone to help others. It is important for us to take time to help others that are in need. But I'm glad that in this example here, we see what we call the Good Samaritan. When he came along and he saw this man lying there half dead, he says that he felt compassion for him. He says it's, he soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine, and he bandaged his wounds. It says he put the Jewish man on his donkey, he took him to the inn, and he took care of him all night. And even in the next morning, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins and asked him to take care of this man. And if the bill runs higher than this, I will pay you more next time I am here. You know, we know who the neighbor is in this story. It was the one who showed mercy. You know, showing mercy is something very important we need to do. We need to make sure we show mercy. Jesus even commanded us to go and to do the same, to go and to extend mercy. But we know ultimately everybody wants to be happy. 
And we know happiness, true happiness, can come by simply helping others. We want to spend a lot more time in helping others and spend a lot less time about ourselves. That is things that truly matter long term. I believe that the Good Samaritan, he understood this. He understood what it was spending time helping others. You know, in uh, closing tonight, I think there's one thing that we have to realize. The most important thing that all of us can do is we must seek the kingdom of God. And we must seek and we must live a righteous life. And God says that if we do these things, he will take care of everything else. That's the true thing that matters tonight. And that is to seek the kingdom of God and for us to live a righteous life and to let our testimony, let our light shine in a dark world. It is often said we live in a dark world. I believe that our light today shines brighter than ever. When you live a life and you, you go to school, you, you live your life as a Christian. You go to your job and live a life as a Christian. And just in the world, people can tell you're different. People are wanting they want, they want the truth, and they can see the truth through us. You know, we want to take advantage of this opportunity that we're always given every single, at every end of every service, and that is an opportunity to come and pray. We want to ask the Lord tonight to not to, to help us, not to worry and to spend so much time spending our time on things that don't matter, but to focus tonight on things that matter. And we know that thing that matters tonight is focusing our time and our energy at the altar of prayer and seeking the Lord. I believe the Lord will bless us tonight. May God bless you as we go to prayer in Psalm 32.